From the final phase electric studios, from the first step to the final phase, industrial and commercial electrical done right. Casey Hendrickson. There were tactical disagreements about the boldness of approaches soliciting donations. I was told, and I'm paraphrasing, by asking for X dollars right now, you will prevent 10X dollars down the road. That advice ran contrary to everything I knew to be true in my 13 years of fundraising. Um, but that conflict was even more fundamental and essentially boiled down to this. And my vision, I'm going to paraphrase Howard Rourke, the architect, quote, I don't have, I don't build in order to have donors. I have donors in order to build. That's what I believed. And I felt like we had a conflict of visions. We measure our success in terms of what we produce, not just in terms of our wallets. That was a pretty fundamental conflict, I felt. The day prior, I had informed him in front of his colleagues that he, if he wasn't willing to follow my lead, he'd be shown the door. I tried to deal with it privately, but I was unsuccessful, and the disagreement boiled over publicly in a staff meeting. The next day, this individual refused to resign, so I fired him. Later that same day, that's Feb Thursday, February 2nd, a few days after the 50 million views Pfizer videos, I was informed by a different officer of Project Veritas that he would go to the board in a few hours from that moment and have an emergency vote to restructure this company, receiving an agenda in my email while I was sitting on an airplane tarmac with the doors closing. The, the meeting was scheduled for the moment that my plane landed in Nashville. It became clear to me in that moment I would be removed from my position at Project Veritas by the time I landed at my destination. So, our mission continues on. I'm not done. The mission will perhaps take on a new name, and it may be no longer called Veritas, so Project Veritas. I'll meet a bunch of people around me, and I'll make sure, I'll make sure you know how to find me. So with that, I'm going to collect my things. I'm going to load them into my car. And I hope to see some of you soon. That was James O'Keefe, now the former CEO and founder of Project Veritas. I want to make something crystal clear here before we dive into the details of what we heard. That is a spliced clip of something that happens early in his speech and the end of his speech. The entire thing is 45 minutes. You need to watch the entire thing. There's a lot of information that he gives you about what happened that has not been said or shown before. But I want to say this, this one very clear thing. Most people, the moment it was rumored that James O'Keefe had been removed as CEO, most people understood this is probably the end of Project Veritas because James O'Keefe is Project Veritas. He's the founder of the organization. He's the mastermind of the organization. He is clearly the leader, the face, the figurehead, whatever you want to say. James O'Keefe is Project Veritas. The idea that Project Veritas can continue without him after a hostile takeover is probably absurd. Only time will tell, but it's probably absurd. The very first thing 
that new management of Project Veritas did is lied to everybody. That was the very first move. You've got one shot at a first impression, right? So they removed him. They put him on unpaid leave. They then lied to everybody and said he was just taking a vacation. Of course, we all knew that they were lying because James wasn't speaking out. We went over this last week. I know that many of you are aware of this. But because James wasn't speaking out to clear up any confusion, we knew that he was being removed. So they lied about him still being the CEO five days after they removed him as CEO. They claimed he was just taking a vacation when they mandated that he take a leave of absence with no pay. They said he was still CEO after they had stripped him of all CEO authority and ended his paycheck. They continued to go out there and lie over and over and over again. So Project Veritas under new management, after they removed James O'Keefe, their very first actions to the public were to lie to you. Something that Project Veritas had not done until that moment. If that's going to be their first impression, they are finished as an organization. We already know that James O'Keefe is going to go off and and do something else. The moment that gets off of the ground, that will be the de facto investigative reporter outfit that most of us will look to. And Project Veritas will probably die. There are tons of people who are donors who are demanding refunds right now all over social media, posting their letters and everything else. Major donors have already rebuked the current board for lying about them, to which board members came back and then accused the major donor of lying about all of that. You really need to watch the full 45 minutes. It's in the the Daily Show prep today on The Burning Truth. You'll have it up on the website at the end of the show. But you really need to watch it. Take 45 minutes, sit down, and watch this speech because he provides receipts on everything. This was not supposed to be a video that got released to the public, but it did. And there's a 45-minute version of this that is now all over social media. The uh, two-minute, 16-second clip that is played for you is the one that most people are sharing. But everything that we assumed was happening did happen. So I'm going to go to the Daily Caller News Foundation. Project Veritas founder and CEO James O'Keefe has left the company. He found it after a group of his staff reportedly tried to oust him. He addressed a lot of the alleged complaints about him, including the sandwich incident as well. O'Keefe was put on paid leave as the organization's board considered whether they would oust him. Employees have been dissatisfied with O'Keefe's management and alleged that he was wasting money and was outright cruel to his staff, according to the Daily Beast. Uh, he was able to provide verifiable evidence that that wasn't the case. He explained a couple of the situations that were brought up. Um, and some of them, he just he said, were just flat-out lies. Um, he also had text messages from staffers proving his innocence in many of the circumstances. Again, you really need to watch the full 45-minute video. O'Keefe announced to his staff on Monday that he was ousted as CEO from the board in an emotional 15-minute video. Um, but again, the whole thing took 45 minutes. He said it would take 15 minutes. It was a 45-minute video. 
uh, get portions of it. I already played for you. I don't need to do that. Um, he did uh, talk about his relationships with many people. He did lose his composure a couple of times, but um, at the end of the day, I, I, we all knew that this was was happening. But I just wanted to take a moment and I want to just remind everybody that, you know, when you remove the face of an organization, your very first step needs to be one where you reach out to your supporters because there's always going to be a time of turmoil. We talk about it a lot, actually, in this business. I think it came up last week just because of some of the changes that are happening to MNC and then MNC Nation being launched and all of that stuff is, um, you know, a lot of people are concerned that some people will be leaving and that sort of thing. And unless it's an amicable thing, there generally isn't an announcement if somebody's going to leave. So if somebody's going to be fired, they generally just aren't there one day and you never hear about it. That's usually what happens in media. They just go away. And there's various legal reasons for that. So the fact that James O'Keefe wasn't responding to any of this, we already we already knew kind of what was going on just because of our experience and this sort of thing. Um, when you start getting into a situation where the first thing you have to do is reach out to your audience, to, to your supporters, the people who give you money, by the way, you're supposed to be honest with them. You're supposed to win them over. You're supposed to say, look, yeah, we, we understand that you love James, but here's why we got rid of him. That's what they should have done, but they didn't. They instead lied about getting rid of him. They mandated that he not speak to the public. There was a non-disclosure agreement that was mandated by the organization. So he went out on a hike. One of the people he went on a hike with posted a photo like, oh, James is fine. Turns out that person was in on the whole thing. And he goes out on a hike. He's not allowed to respond to the phone calls, the social media posts, the people who are reaching out to him. He's not allowed to. And then the board sent out text messages to everybody, highlighting how James wasn't getting back to everybody, and then saying, well, James, you owe your people an explanation as to what's going on. But he was mandated from, he was actually prohibited from doing that. He was mandated to keep his silence. So the very first move of Project Veritas, when they removed James O'Keefe, the very first move was to deceive and lie to the audience that they had worked so hard to build credibility with. And just like that, Project Veritas going forward has no credibility because they chose to deceive everybody instead of simply telling the truth. No more coming up. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. So more than two weeks after the train derailment, Trump says, I'm going to go to Ohio. I'm going to go to East Palestine. I'm going to see the residents there. That's what I'm going to do. And what was it? Two hours later, FEMA says, oh, we will send aid. <laughs> I mean, I really? Is this, is this what we're up with? I, here's the thing, okay? You're, you're sitting here and you're looking at, this is an article from ABC6, okay? <laughs> After refusing... To send aid, FEMA will now send aid to East Palestine. And it happened like like two hours after Trump announced that he was going to visit. Hey, who didn't visit? Oh, Pete Buttigieg. Who else didn't visit? Joe Biden. Who did Joe Biden visit? Ukraine. Hey, President's Day. I made a joke how many weeks ago about putting Zelensky on Mount Rushmore. 
Tell me that we're not on our way for that. I made a joke about it. Biden makes a surprise visit to Ukraine, immediately sets off multiple controversies. Yeah, sure. Uh, Redstate.com. Americans woke up Monday morning to the news of a surprise visit to Ukraine by former Vice President Joe Biden. Press outlets swooned as Joe Biden was seen walking around the streets of Kiev and Volodymyr Zelensky, the latter donning his signature olive drab, which is all brand new. There were even air raid sirens blaring in the background to really make the scene pop. Hey, for the record, the air raid sirens were fake news. There was no air raid. You know why? Because Russia was told the moment Biden was set to take off here in the United States that he was going there so that the Russians didn't accidentally, you know, kill him. There were no air raids. So why were they running the sirens? Why were they running the sirens? Now, come on, Marco Rubio, anybody else? Why were they running the sirens? There was no airstrikes. It's almost like it was theater. Let's see. uh, There's no secret service protocol that allows the former vice president to be left strolling out in the open during an actual air raid. Those sirens were clearly turned on with no actual threat in the area in order to make Biden look tough and courageous. Well, there was that. And they they knew that everybody's going to be looking at it and that everybody's going to say, ah, even when Joe Biden is there, the threat of Russian bombs is still present. It's all a lie. The fact that Zelensky would participate in such a stunt, effectively interfering in U.S. politics, is disappointing. Okay, maybe red state. Maybe it is disappointing since you guys have been, you know, unwilling to call out what a lot of this is. As bad as Russia has been in a lot of this, Ukraine has been just as bad. Hate hate to phrase it. Now, there's a lot of you out there that be like, yes, but Russia invaded Ukraine, and therefore Russia's still bad guy number one, Ukraine bad guy number 1A. That's a fair point. But it doesn't take away from the fact that Ukraine is constantly and incessantly lying to us all the time. Why do they lie to us? Because they want your money, they want your arms, and they want you ultimately to get into the war. Never mind that all that money he's getting isn't coming from Biden, it's coming from the U.S. Congress via the taxpayers who remain an afterthought in all of this pomp and circumstance. Besides, the while the mainstream media outlets are gladly took the bait, praising Biden as Quote, brave. By the way, anybody who wrote that, man, you are stupid. God, you're dumb. You honestly think that Vladimir Putin would dare risk killing Joe Biden? Come on. I know there's some of you out there who probably don't have more than two brain cells who think that maybe Putin would actually take the shot if he had an opportunity. But no serious human being actually believes that. Uh, Let's see. So, yeah, it's, you know, hey, at least he made the trip to Ukraine. It's, you know, Ukraine is a much, in his defense, Ukraine is a much easier and safer trip for Joe Biden than going to Ohio is where he might, you know, get sick from the air and the water. Did you see the individual from the EPA who got to um, got to Ohio and was offered a glass of water and he refused to drink it? Did you see that? That was a good one. But I thought nothing was wrong with the municipal city water. John, they told us nothing was wrong with the municipal city water. Why wouldn't the EPA guy drink the municipal city water? Anybody? No, come on. All of you fact checkers writing the news articles for Politico and the New York Times and everything else. Go, no, 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 no. No, the, the municipal water is fine. It's, the, it's the, re, the river water and the creek water that's not okay. Okay, cool. Why didn't the EPA guy drink the city water? Come on. It's safe. You said it was safe. You said it was totally safe. It's, it's like 
the same people who told everybody to drink all of the water, you know, in Michigan, in two different cities, it's like they're all of a sudden in Ohio. Isn't that weird? He was offered a glass of water, and he refused to drink it. I wonder why. I wonder why that was. I don't know. Maybe he just doesn't like water. I suppose that's possible. He could be an anti-water human being. But the good news is it's a safer trip going to Ukraine, and uh, Joe Biden went to Ukraine, so that's all good. And he survived a non-existent air raid, just like uh, Hillary Clinton survived a non-existent sniper attack in, in Bosnia. And uh, at least Donald Trump got FEMA to show up in Ohio. Because FEMA wasn't going to Ohio for weeks. They had refused aid to Ohio. Donald Trump says, I'm going to Ohio. Suddenly, FEMA, we're going to Ohio. And all of these articles are like, oh, Trump's taking credit for doing this. But no, FEMA was already planning on doing it. Sure, no public record of that. There's only a public record of FEMA saying that they were going to go to Ohio after Trump announced his trip. Isn't that weird how that happens? It's very strange. The guy isn't even in office, and he's still a better president than Joe Biden is. MNC News time is 3.31. Time to check out Impress Jewelry Creations, creating meaningful jewelry for the moments that last a lifetime.